Welcome back to another episode of the Connected Aviation Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III, and on this episode, we'll be talking to AirFi. So I recently had the chance to catch up with Job Heimrichs, who is the CEO and co-founder of AirFi. Some of you are probably all already familiar with AirFi. They are a global supplier of wireless in-flight entertainment and connectivity technologies headquartered in the Netherlands. Their technology is rather unique in the in-flight entertainment and connectivity market because of its size and what it can enable for airlines in terms of in-flight movies, ordering meals, and messaging, among other applications. Some of the airline customers for AirFi include Sun Country, Eastern Airlines, Corandon Dutch Airlines, and Atlantic Airways, among others. We get into discussing several different topics, including the unique size of the wireless IFEC solution that they provide, how they've added Iridium connectivity to their technology, and why they are still finding that the type of low bandwidth, non-streaming connectivity they are providing is still popular with airlines in 2022. So let's get into our discussion with the CEO of AirFi. So, Job, if you can just start by giving us some background information on how you ultimately became the co-founder of AirFi. Yes, um, it's a it's a long story, but in essence, it was that um, the first iPad one came out, and uh, we wanted to find a solution to reduce the paper use uh, for cabin crew, and so we wanted to create a crew application for to support the crew during the journey. And soon that evolved in a point of sale, in a mobile point of sale. And um, at that time, there was only GoGo in the US. So for the rest of the world, there was not much going on for passengers or even crew to have internet connections. So we created this tool on a tablet to work completely offline. And um, soon we were selling this application to various airlines and catering companies. Uh, throughout the world, um, but the cr- the work was still very cumbersome. So there was a lot of administration and stuff going around. So somebody came up with the idea, a client came up with the idea, like, can't you ca- get a Wi-Fi network on board of an aircraft so that these tablets could communicate with each other? And um, so we, we thought, you know what, let's, let's just do that. And before we knew it, we built the first in-seat self-service ordering tool um and obviously we needed to make a ui so we did that and we implemented this tool and then people were saying hey man can you um you know make get make sure that we get the newspapers of board of the aircraft because you know flying that around is very expensive and we again said sure and all that together created uh, the first airfi box at that time we called the airfi moon and that created our our, our, our company and our, our network throughout the world. Um, then people said, you know what, why can't you do movies? So we thought, you know what, that's a good idea too. Let's do that as well. So over the years, um, our company, indeed founded in 2011, uh, grew out to supply over 1,200 aircraft worldwide with these boxes and even many, many more when it comes to providing MPOS or tablet point of sale solutions uh, throughout the world. 
And our organization has grown into quite a worldwide organization with people working for us in the U.S., our HQs in the Netherlands. Uh, we have people working in the U.K., Spain. We have an office in Romania. Our engineers are all working out of India. Um, we have an office in Spain, or in Singapore, in, in Indonesia, Vietnam, and even in the Philippines. So we grew out to be quite an, uh, quite a big organization throughout the world, supporting the airlines and um, and the catering companies. That's very interesting. It's a very unique company, you know. Um, I'll just tell you, I came across AirFi really several years ago. Uh, and actually had the chance to interview an airline called Sun Country last year that uses the AirFi box. And it was really interesting just to learn how the technology works and how it's it's sort of a you know minor installation on an aircraft. Now, you know, one of the most well-known capabilities provided by AirFi, especially as our listening audience knows it today, is you provide wireless in-flight entertainment through a box that streams content and applications to passengers. Um, can you just give our, our audience an overview of how this technology works and how do you as AirFi sort of enable this box to operate in the way it does, battery-powered, wireless, and installed as a minor modification? Well, in essence, uh, it's a device the size of a shoebox um, and it contains a large store, uh, data storage. Uh, it contains WAPs. Um, uh, it has a battery. Um, and we manufactured this. Let's, it's almost like a laptop without a screen for that matter. And we managed, manufactured and tested it uh, against the airline safety guidelines from emissions and, and all that stuff. And and what as what the, the customer does, the airline or the, the cleaning company or the crew, is they put this box in the overhead bin and they activate it. Um, and then from that moment on, the entire aircraft has a Wi-Fi uh, solution inside the aircraft. Now, we operate this in a semi-installed solution where we, we derive actually power from the aircraft or in a port completely portable solution. Uh, where the boxes are actually updated when the aircraft is on the ground or at a catering facility. And then we provide these that content to passengers in the air. And as I, as I briefly mentioned, it's movies, it's newspapers, it's games. Um, and currently we are positioned as the mall in the sky. So we're also providing a lot of ancillary sales solutions uh, with the in-seat ordering, so catering, retail on board, but also post-flight delivery, other services, these kind of things are all wrapped in this one little shoebox called, called the AirFi box. Um, boxes are considered to be CPADs, so CPAD devices, and, uh, and, and we have added a lot of additional uh, technology inside that to function it, to have it function completely autonomous. So crew members don't need to do anything, no swapping of batteries, no switching of hardware or, or switching batteries or, or hardware, putting that on and off. It's completely self-sustaining. Uh, and that is a, is a very big plus because that means that nobody needs to think about it. The, the Wi-Fi and the, and the content is simply there. Now, two boxes are normally sufficient to cater a single aisle airplane. Uh, and it creates one network, even though both boxes completely operate independently. And the passenger connects to the Wi-Fi just what you would do at home or in an office or in a, in a hotel. 
would go through a captive portal and you could then instantly enjoy the content. Um, you know, the, the material then flies or has been flying pretty much uh, on every type of air commercial aircraft you can think of. Our biggest wish is still the Airbus 380, uh, but with that, with that caveat, we are, you know, flying pretty much on every aircraft anywhere. That's interesting. So, and, and as I understand it, um, most of the aircraft that your box is installed on, the passengers would access the content via mobile devices, or are there also instances where they're accessing this content via seatback screens, or is it is it all you know mobile devices? No, it's all mobile devices. So our core expertise is providing this content to any mobile device that's current out there. So that can be a phone, can be a tablet, a laptop, or BlackBerry for that matter, any any portable device that a passenger could carry with him, um, we, we support. It can be that an airline wants to install a tablet or have that as part of their seat back, then we can definitely uh, support that. But that's uh, that. these are exceptions uh, apart from the rule. The rule is really that we supply uh, their on their people's own phone. I see, and you know a newer element or, or aspect of your box that you've introduced is the Leo connectivity or low Earth orbit connectivity element of the AirFi Air technology. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? What satellite network is that Leo piece connected to, and what type of in-flight applications can it enable for passengers? So we tested the LEO system uh, since before COVID, and we first started with short bridge data using the uh, Iridium constellation, so the Iridium network. Uh, but we were able uh, during the COVID to, to continue with our, our development, um, and that means that now we are actually using the Iridium searches product. And um, so our Leo solution is connected to the, to the Iridium network uh, using Certus, which is a low bandwidth um, IP connection. Now, applications that we use is, is that we focus predominantly on applications for the crew and for the flight deck, because we believe that with them, we can really make a business case worthwhile. And the most prominent solution that we 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 bring to the market is payment validation as part of the ancillary sales process on board now that the the other applications you can think of are um, uh, sending catering inventory to the ground uh, flight tank information so EFB updates but also cabin crew information like connecting flights uh, maintenance information these kind of things um, these are, are all elements that contribute to um, shorter turnaround times, et cetera, and really contribute to a business case like um, less money lost or transactions lost. And that really pays for the entire system more than twice. And that then allows also the airline to provide these kind of services to the passenger as well, where we uh, predominantly supply messaging services uh, to the passenger, where we allow the passenger to use their WhatsApp or their um, the Telegram to to uh, application to be used during flight to communicate with their loved ones. 
And, you know, one interesting aspect of this that, that I found interesting was that AirFi's website states that the company installs a pen size antenna that fits behind an aircraft cabin window to enable this. Um, how, do, you know, how does an antenna of this size work and, and how are you able to prove that it's capable of providing this type of connectivity inside the AirFi box? Well, let's start with the last part. The proof is that um, the we have been flying with this kind of technology over a year now on multiple aircraft. It's not that we started yesterday. We actually commercialized uh, this product already. And what we do is we keep track of the connect connection uh, during the flight. So we, we measure connection every 10 seconds. So we also have that into in our graphs uh, to check constantly the the quality of our of our um, of our product. Now the pen sized antenna is a passive antenna that um, that is uh, fitted inside the window pane. So you have the outside window, then you have the nice curved inner pane of the window, and then you have the the little plastic with a little hole that the the passenger can touch. So in between there, we have. Uh, mounted the antenna and the antenna cable is then being being uh, connected to the to the uh, inside of the of the wall all the way up to the overhead bin where the airfire box and the the iridium receiver resides and um, we have an antenna on either side on both sides of the wind of the aircraft so one left one right and that allows us to create a near 360 degree uh, view angle. And that then allows us to always see at least one antenna. So in theory, if we would see two uh, satellites, if we would to see two satellites, we would be able to have, let's say, a 44, 170 kilobit IP connection. But in reality, we will always see one satellite. And that gives us a very robust a uh, connection uh, from the aircraft to the ground to facilitate payments and and the other use cases. And you know, uh, one of the things that's interesting about this also is that, uh, especially on this podcast, we do focus on you know in-flight connectivity, especially where we can interview uh, different companies providing different technologies. Um, one of the interesting trends that that you know has emerged recently is that. Um, this kind of, you know, airlines have this sort of, uh, you know, never ending demand for bandwidth and, you know, higher speed connections, higher speed connectivity to enable the use of modern in-flight internet applications, things like streaming. Uh, but obviously your company is providing a little bit of a different technology. Um, are you finding that this type of connectivity is still in demand by airlines? And what type of airlines is this type of connectivity ideal for? Yeah, it sounds like we're rowing against the the, um, the stream with this kind of uh, technology, while all the big players are in this contest to provide a bigger and ever bigger pipe. Um, but the, the funny thing is, is and one of the other podcasts that you uh, made as well, uh, somebody really nicely said is that the, the the prices for that kind of connectivity do not in, de, do not decrease while the upside, so the business cases and the, the strength of the business cases is ever increasing. And we came uh, to the conclusion that if you are looking at the um, 
you know the quick wins that for the the quick wins uh, and the and therefore also the majority of the business cases that are currently out there you do not require such a massive connection to the aircraft we actually have proven to the world that we can do it on a very thin uh, connection and um and as the there is no hole in the fuselage there is no uh, a substantial adding of weight there's no drag and especially the airlines that have a leased aircraft or are low cost carriers they are very uh, adaptive or sensitive to our um, claim and our way of working to have this minimal invasive uh, low cost solution uh, when it comes to the capex side of things while still enjoying the majority of the benefits of fulfilling the use cases of having this connectivity on board. That's interesting. You know, um, it, it, I have to ask this kind of a follow-up question. Um, over, especially, uh, you know, through the pandemic, there's a few newer low-cost carriers that uh, launched operations, uh, a few out of Europe, a few here in the U.S., um, you know, Breeze Airways and Avello come to mind. Um, but I have to ask, are you finding interest in this technology is more coming from airlines in the in sort of aftermarket additions to their aircraft? Or are you finding that, you know, even maybe an airline that is a low cost carrier or any type of airline that's launching a new operation wants this as a line fit technology for their aircraft? Well, 99% of what we do is, is aftermarket. So retrofit. Um, we do work together with uh, the various aircraft manufacturers, uh, but um, the benefit of of what we bring is that you do not need to, you know, drill a hole in the fuselage. And while uh, because in many cases, just like a rental place, you have to return the aircraft the way you got it, and uh, and then you know repairing all that is a very costly matter. While in the in the line fit, then obviously it's part of the airframe as as it is delivered. That being said, if you take any of the airlines into consideration of considerable size on the low cost uh, on the low cost ca- uh, uh, low cost carrier side of things, they are looking at a very substantial fleet of existing aircraft that will take many many years for uh, such a client to be replaced with new aircraft. Uh, so for the existing LCCs, um, it's much more beneficial to immediately on the short term, not waiting until the constellation is finished, no, like tomorrow, uh, seize the opportunities and the benefits of this connectivity uh, on board of the aircraft. Now, the smaller ones that are starting uh, a new uh, business, then it might be beneficial to work with an existing uh, partner or an existing bigger bigger uh, uh, player wh- while the, the the hardware is already installed. That being said, it's still very hard to make the business case with the existing solutions um, if you're not charging the passenger or have sufficient uh, use cases on the operational side to benefit from that connectivity. And speaking of charging the passengers, I also want to ask a follow-up question about a very interesting uh, sort of concept that you described earlier is, is this uh, concept of a mall in the sky and um, the use of your technology 
for ancillary revenue. Um, and of course, things come to mind like using that technology, you know, that mobile access for possibly ordering food. But uh, can you expand on that a little bit? Um, you know, what what are some of the ways that airlines are able to use your technology for ancillary revenues and sort of um, you know, kind of digitally transform the way that um, in-flight passenger experiences occur. Now, yeah, sure. the 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 most simple one is fulfilling a payment. So, if you're ex- if you're making a payment, uh, this is now currently done completely offline. And if you do an offline payment, two out of ten will bounce, and that and then you're actually doing. Um, a considerable good job as a catering company. So that means that on a uh, on on a on an average flight, uh, an airline would lose uh, around one hundred to two hundred dollars of missed revenue because of the fact that they couldn't check the balance of the passenger. That's an, a direct win and an improvement of the mall in the sky. Uh, but it also opens up opportunities for for third parties to sell goods and services while being in flight that can be delivered on the ground. Think about um, taxi services, uh, think about um, uh, tickets for shows uh, or these kind of things, but also clients of ours are looking at hotel upgrades or uh, selling excursions, these kind of things that require direct feedback from the ground, whether there is availability or not. These kind of things are actually pretty much being sold. Um, then on second, then there is the connectivity itself. If you have an ultra low cost carrier, um, they even though the, they make the business case, they still want to sell the service uh, to a passenger being able to, to being uh, allowing them to, to communicate to the ground. And there is the, the fear of missing out where um, passengers are being offered um, uh, let's say an hour of their time uh, to be connected and sending messages to the ground, and then you know after that they need to uh, pay for the, the the rest of the flight or for an additional hour. These kind of methods and these kind of products are also um, available and 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 being considered to be rolled out. Yeah, that's very interesting, especially the point you made about, you know, being able to, to possibly order like a taxi and kind of have it ready to go and get that through, you know, the airline rather than just doing it on your own at the airport. Um, so before we let you go, I do have to ask, you know, considering you started this in 2011, um, it's been over a decade now. Uh, based on what you've seen in the industry and what you're providing now today, especially adding this Leo connectivity element. When you look maybe four or five years down the road, um, what are some of the concepts, technologies, applications that you could expect to see uh, within commercial airline cabins regarding in-flight entertainment and connectivity, the type of wireless IFEC that you provide for passengers? Um, first of all, when it comes to the technology, everything, the, every time, every year becomes smaller and faster and the pipe is bigger but the for for airfi the, the most important part here is smaller um so we have worked uh, on on applying antennas in the windows so that there's no drag and that you can really uh, uh install it you know have, um, as a retrofit 
and we believe that, and we see this already, that the antennas are getting <coughs> uh, that the antennas are getting smaller and smaller, allowing us as well to provide more bandwidth, and are allowing our 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 clients to also utilize the networks of others. Now, all, most of the networks are still in development. They're still sending satellites to the sky to, to have better coverage. Um, we are now live with, with the, the, the Surtis network, with, the, with Iridium. So we are gaining a lot of knowledge and expertise on that. Um, and, we will, and we will also see that um, different, different business cases arising from it. And I think that it's more and more coming to a situation, at least for our clients, that there is a wider and wider variety of services that are relevant or that are specifically relevant for that passenger provided on their own mobile phone uh, next to uh, the ability to communicate to the ground. And right now it's only text and this will be increased uh, to video and to pictures and these kind of things. But in all fairness, the need for high bandwidth gaming, movie streaming, these kind of things is something that uh, is more for the, the legacy carriers uh, than for the low cost carriers and the, the carriers that we aim for, because we, we believe that that bandwidth can also be um, replaced for having uh, de a decent and strong offering offline uh, in the aircraft and always whether it's it's a, a cheap connection or an expensive connection uh, saving money in the end because uh, for these airlines volume is a is a thing and even you know changing one uh, olive on a salad can save uh, an airline uh, uh, hundreds and thousands of of dollars so in in essence what it comes down to is that we believe that there is more and more bandwidth coming but that the utilization of the bandwidth will still be kept for the essentials instead of the, the nice-to-haves um, as the passengers are still relatively short in the aircraft. Um, but the communication and the means of really being connected to the ground and to the loved ones is something that will keep evolving. And it certainly will be interesting to continue to watch that evolution into the future. Uh, well, Job, thanks for coming on the podcast and educating us on the AirFi story. Uh, we'll have to catch up with you sometime in the future. And thanks again for coming on the podcast today. You're welcome. And thanks for the talk. It was great. That brings us to the end of another episode of the Connected Aviation Intelligence Podcast. You can subscribe to our podcast on the Apple iOS podcast app or any smartphone or tablet podcasting application. Feel free to rank and comment on our podcast as well to let us know how we can improve. It also helps others find the podcast. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Connected Aviation Intelligence Podcast.